Hello and welcome to the Harvard Kennedy School Policy Cast, an ongoing conversation about public policy, governance, and global issues. I'm your host, Matt Cadwallader, and joining us today is Lawrence Summers, the Charles W. Eliot University professor and president emeritus of Harvard University. He served as U.S. Treasury Secretary during the Clinton administration and was the director of the National Economic Council for President Obama. He also currently serves as the director of the Mosavar Romani Center for Business and Government here at the Kennedy School, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year with a panel discussion at the JFK Junior Forum on April 8th titled, Is America Working? What Business and Government Can Do? Larry, thanks for joining us. Glad to be with you. So it's now 2013, and while there are signs that the so-called Great Recession uh, is waning and growth is returning, uh, it feels pretty slow. Uh, many of the jobs that are coming back are lower paid. Uh, economic inequality seems to be a growing problem. Uh, is this all just the inevitable aftermath of a deep recession, or has the recession exposed some fundamental problems with America's economy? Some of both. Experience in the United States and around the world is that recessions caused by financial strains associated with bursting bubbles typically last longer and have slower expansions than others. And so it was probably inevitable that a recession in these circumstances would be relatively uh, protracted. That's a regrettable but probably inevitable uh, feature of our situation. But I think it also needs to be understood that the recession apart we had severe structural uh, issues. We had been underinvesting in our infrastructure for a long time. We have uh, great systems in our economy like healthcare and education that probably don't work as well as they could or should. There are pressures that operate to associated with globalization, associated with changes in technology that operate to increase inequality. Um, all of these were real structural challenges even before the recession, and they'll be structural challenges after uh, the economy recovered. Uh, that's why the issues facing business and government separately and the issues facing business and government together have never been more important. Are these all public policy issues at their heart, or are they such things that can be addressed just through uh, changes in business and you know how we approach the economy? I don't think questions like inequality, questions like uh, job creation, questions like health care reform, questions like uh, how we educate the next generation of Americans, I don't see how any of those can be addressed without public policy and without government action and without a government posture. At the same time, I think it's a severe mistake to suppose that the government's the only important actor. And I think there's been a tendency historically to think of government as the answer to all these problems. And increasingly, uh, it's going to be issues of collaboration between government and uh, business that are going to be important. It's going to be what sort of framework government sets within which business can operate, a question where there's enormous um, scope for debate over what the right policies are and where government can't possibly do its job wisely without deep knowledge of business. 
So I think it's very much at the interplay between government and business. It seems that during the Obama administration in particular, there's been a heightened awareness of that interplay, perhaps as a result of the bailouts in 2008 and 2009. Uh, do you think that has played into the policies that have been put into place? I mean, is there uh, a better way that we could have approached these things? Oh, battlefield medicine is never perfect. And no doubt when historians look back at each of the decisions that we made in the Obama administration, they'll find issues that can be where there's room to uh, cavil. Uh, but I think that the sectors that are most sensitive may have changed in an earlier era when defense spending was 10% of American GDP, questions around the relationship between the military and industrial uh, parts of the economy were of central importance. At other points, the issues around the relationship between government and the transportation sector were seen as being uh, central. So I think that issues at the interface between government and business have been profoundly important for a long time, and certainly they're very important uh, now. I do think that uh, the fact of rising inequality has perhaps put an extra edge into uh, some of the uh, discussion and the, the need for government to respond in really a quite extraordinary way to widespread financial and business distress has raised certain issues in the last uh, years. One of the issues that the Obama administration has had issues resolving, or at least has found political resistance to, uh, is regulation. Is that because the Obama administration has, in particular, uh, you know, increased regulations, or is that just because there's more awareness of it? I think it's a hard case to make. I think if you look at some of the largest regulatory steps, they founding of the EPA and the Consumer Product Safety Agency and OSHA. Ironically, they all happened under the administration of uh, President Nixon. Uh, the most costly, in terms of burdens imposed, regulatory act of the last 25 years was the Americans with Disabilities Act, which was something that President Bush, the first, uh, signed uh, into, uh, into law. Certainly, in the wake of the rather drastic failures of financial regulation and supervision that were manifest in the 2008 crisis, you have seen a very substantial increase in the um, in financial regulation. Dodd Frank. Dodd Frank, mm -hmm. but I think that's largely something that's appropriate. You mm. know, the precise details of Dodd Frank can be debated, but I don't see how anybody can look at the regulatory system that allowed what happened in 2008 to happen and think that it was a satisfactory system. One of the, uh, I, I guess, arguments against regulation, I guess, is uh, the I, this idea that Americans like to foster of America as a home for entrepreneurialism. Uh, entrepreneurialism. I, I yield to nobody in my enthusiasm for entrepreneurialism, but when banks have their deposits guaranteed by the government through deposit insurance and have access to a special discount window from the government, surely the government needs to be paying attention to make sure uh, they're safe. When planes fly through the sky 
and the people who fly on them can't judge whether they're safe or not. They want there to be an FAA making sure uh, that uh, they are safe. Uh, in countries without regulation, it's very, very difficult for any business without a reputation to get started because they have no way to prove that their products are safe and functional. One of the great virtues of having a regulatory system is that it actually can create more openness so that anybody who can meet a given regulatory test can enter uh, the market. So I would resist absolutely any suggestion that uh, strong regulation is in any way antithetical to entrepreneurialism. Again, you can debate the merits of any particular uh, regulation, but I think the principle that less regulation means more entrepreneurship is not one that is uh, supported by uh, either logic or evidence. So as we move forward, and uh, you know, now it's early 2013, as I said before, what can we expect in the coming you know, six months as far as economic growth? Are we going to continue to see kind of this uh, slow return of jobs and, and growth? I think you'll see continued job creation. I don't think we're going to get ourselves out of the canyon we entered in 2008 uh, this week, this month, or this, uh, or this year. But I'd expect growth to continue. And I think that it's likely that the next six months will in- see more rapid growth than the last six months. And do you think we should be worried about things like uh, l- like the situation that just occurred in Cyprus? Um, or perhaps even those kinds of situations happening in larger countries kind of bringing us down? I don't think Cyprus is in danger of bringing us down. But I think the situation in Europe is clearly concerning Mm -hmm. and clearly does require um, stronger efforts that have yet been made in Europe to uh, move towards union, to support expansionary policy, to create an economic environment in which the most indebted countries are in a position to pay. Mm-hmm. And is there anything that the United States can do as a matter of policy to keeping our economy that? strong, driving our economy uh, forward uh, faster, using our influence in various global fora to encourage the U.S. to do the Europeans to do what's necessary? I think being willing to maintain our markets is open to enter into trade agreements with others. I think these are all constructive steps. Great. Well, Larry Summers, thank you so much for being on PolicyCast today. Really appreciate thank you. it. You've been listening to PolicyCast, a production of Harvard Kennedy School. More information can be found at hkspolicycast.org.